It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It is time for California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Tom Simino is in today. <clears throat> Always a pleasure to see him. It's only once a month, but I'm glad he's back. Uh, Dan Berger's on the road or something, and uh, our guests today are from Dry Creek Vineyards. Kim Stair Wallace is back, and Dave Stair is with us. And Dry Creek Vineyards, Tom Simino's Winery of the Year last, yes. last year. Great work out there in Dry Creek, you guys. 50-year anniversary. We have, uh, we have volume for me now? Can you hear me? Yeah, we could hear you. Oh, I was you... telling them to turn you down because you talk so damn loud. <laughs> <laughs> the other way around. Well, you know, I want to make sure everybody hears me out there. It's 50th Definitely. anniversary for Dry Creek. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank that's you. amazing. And front cover of the of uh, Wine Spectator this year, Kim. Thank you. It was mainly the dog. Well, it was the dog too. <laughs> Oops. I almost brought it in for you to sign, but when I come over, I'm going to have you sign it for it's me. It's a deal. It's a deal. <laughs> All right. Let's start with the history, as we always do. Fifty years now. Uh, either Kim or Dave or both. Uh, give us the whole history. I know, uh, as Kim writes on the website, we are one of the last truly private family-owned, iconic wineries of Sonoma County. And it's true. It is so, true. But, but uh, talk about the history, because 50 okay. years. I, I, I was raised in Boston, Massachusetts, and, and my first love in life has always been the railroad industry. And after graduating from college and getting an MBA, I worked for about four years in the railroad industry, living in Baltimore, Maryland. One of the things I always wanted to do was live overseas. So in 1967, I was able to get a job in Germany with a German steel firm and living right on the Rhine River just north of Koblenz and spent most weekends driving up and down the Rhine and the Moselle and I kind of fell in love with wines and I came back from Germany in 1969, resettled in the Boston area and that summer took a course in wine appreciation and the man who taught the course became a good friend of mine and he was a fellow by the name of Fred Eck who was part owner of a small premium wine distributor in Massachusetts called Classic Wine Imports. And I actually asked Fred for a job, and he said, no, we're not hiring anybody. And then the following June of 70, I spent two weeks over in France in Burgundy and Bordeaux and came up with the scatterbrained idea that I really, what I really wanted to do for the rest of my life was somehow move back to France and get into the wine business. Well, just after coming back from that trip, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal talking about what a great future California had for becoming a world-class wine-growing area, and as a result, I forgot about France and turned my eyes towards California. Thank goodness. I think so, too. <laughs> uh, made my first trip out here essentially in November of 1970. Uh, went up to UC Davis, went to Fresno State, talked to a lot of vintners, and, and essentially went back home and told my wife and kids we were moving to California. No, no questions asked. And The summer of 71, uh, we... Uh, Drove across the country camping with a case of good Bordeaux in the trunk to drink around the campfire at night. But I enrolled. I had enrolled at UC Davis as a special graduate student for taking coursework only in enology and viticulture. While at Davis on the weekends, we mostly spent over in Sonoma, Napa, and Mendocino, looking for property and trying to figure out how to, what to do. And it became quite evident to me at that time that the, the place to look was northern Sonoma County because it had a history of grape growing going back well over 100 years. And land was readily available and fairly reasonably priced. And so in essentially April 4th of 1972, uh, we bought a, a, about 70-acre 70 70 acre, 70 acre 
rundown prune orchard in Dry Creek Valley. Wow. Uh, and the rest is history. Yeah. Never look back. Yeah, never look back. Now, was that original property where the winery is now? Was it right? That's that's it. That's where it is now. It's kind of funny because in the in that summer of '72, I tried to get a use permit to build a winery up at my house, which was on the other side on of the, the on the West Creek, Dry Creek right? Road. Yeah. yeah, and the neighbors got up in arms about that. And uh, circulated a petition to prevent me from building a winery on West Dry, West Dry Creek Road, claiming that the road was too small and narrow to become a, a commercial road for trucks and that kind of stuff. So I was forced to build it down the corner of, of Dry Creek and Lambert Bridge Road. It's, it's kind of funny because I got a call from Hank Spomer, who used to be the 4th fourth dist- fourth District Supervisor, and he said, Dave, can you come in and see me? And I went down and saw him. He said, you know, you've created quite a stir in Dry Creek Valley. <laughs> Wanted to build a winery on West Dry Creek Road. He in 72. But you own the property at the corner of Lambert Bridge and Dry Creek Road. Yes, sir. Well, we're going to make you build the winery down there. And believe me, it's a lot better place to build a winery. And I'm so glad my neighbors opposed me. And you couldn't become what we are. If we build yeah, on West your Dry spot Road. is perfect. We have the prime spot in the valley. You do. You do. Jackson, you've been there, haven't you? Dry Creek Vineyards. I have. It's been a yes. long time. But, in yeah. fact, we bottled our first Simino there back in 2005. That's we right. We were chatting about that. I made the wine across the street at Pasa Laco, and we bottled it at Dry Creek. That's right. Unbelievable. I've been coming to Dry Creek Vineyards. I mean, I got to California in 78 playing music, and we had no money, so we'd go around to the tasting rooms and drink for free. Get free wine. That's yeah. before anybody <laughs> charged for their tasting. And over at Sonoma Vineyards, they had... They had sit-down tasting, so you could really, you know, <laughs> spend the afternoon. But M- I've been musicians, drinking. Tom. Yeah, well, uh, of course, we are both uh, from former musicians, retired now. Uh, musicians pick- may be broke, but they're not dumb. That's right. You know how to get a buzz. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and you've been making some some fabulous one. Now, what made you decide to start with? Uh, didn't you start with with Chenin Blanc? Our first three wines were in '72 were Chenin Blanc. Uh, Sauvignon Blanc, which we called Fumé Blanc, and Chardonnay. And we were supposed to make a red in 72, but as you may recall, uh, the beginning, essentially October 1st, for about two weeks, there was two weeks of solid rain. Uh-huh. So the red grapes and Cabernet weren't worth picking, so we, we opted out of our contract to buy them. Wow. Didn't know that. <clears throat> so yeah. that was it. But the, the reason I chose the Shannon and the Fumé is we needed... Wines that we could make and sell quickly. We didn't want to age them for a couple of years. And the Chenin Blanc, we typically bottle in January or February. And the Fumé Blanc, we typically bottle in right shortly thereafter. And so they're available to market in the spring of the year following harvest. Yeah, We're going to talk and taste about this 2021 Fumé Blanc. 2022. No, it is the 2021 we're tasting. Oh. It is our 50th oh. vintage that we are tasting okay. in the year 2022, Dad. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's right, 2022 is just That's pushing right now. That's why they bring right me now. to these, to keep them, keep them on point. <laughs> don't mess yeah. with me, Dave. I know right. what I'm doing here. <laughs> no, you don't, Jackson. <laughs> um, on the website, I'm looking at this, and it says, Dave was determined to plant Sauvignon Blanc. However, several famed vineyard specialists advised him against planting that varietal, which they deemed inappropriate for the region. Explain well, I, what was inappropriate about it. After we had bought the property, I got the local farm advisor to come out and a couple of viticultural consultants that I knew as friends. 
and we dug some test holes in the vineyard, got down inside the hole and scratched around. Yep, looks like good vineyard dirt, good dirt. I said, what would you plant? And the guy said, well, if it was a white, I'd do a Gewurztraminer or a Riesling. And if it's a red, I do a Gamay Beaujolais. And I said, what about Sauvignon Blanc? He said, well, nobody grows Sauvignon Blanc around here. It's a bad variety for Sonoma County. Well, I happen to like, I think my favorite wine from France is the the Fumé Blancs and the the, 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 uh, Sanceres from France. And so I just went ahead and planted those varieties. And it turned out I think it's the best variety, best white variety for Dry Creek Valley. Oh, yeah. Between that and Zin, I mean, that's where you hang your hat. Yeah. And Dry Creek Vineyards hangs its hat on both those varieties. Mm -hmm. Right. Dry Creek Vineyards celebrating 50 years this year. Um, talk about this Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, as uh, we said, it's a 2021. 2021. Yeah. So this is actually our 50th vintage of this wine. Wow. And uh, of course, we're really proud that we have consistently made this wine very similar in style to when Dad released the first vintage. And it is 100% Sauvignon Blanc, stainless steel fermented. Um, roughly half the fruit is Dry Creek Valley-based, a state-based fruit, and the other half is Russian River. So you have a nice combination of kind of a cooler climate meets warmer climate expression. Um, bone dry, you know, no residual sugar, so very nice and refreshing, a lot of bright acidity and liveliness on the palate. And I think, you know, Fumé Blanc probably undeniably is, is truly the flagship of Dry Creek Vineyard, and absolutely Dad gets credit for pioneering the Sauvignon Blanc varietal and this particular wine. I believe we were the first winery to release a Fumé Blanc called Fumé Blanc in Sonoma County. Is that right, Dad? I think so. Robert Mondavi came up with the name Fumé Blanc, I think, in 68. Because he had, so he had dry Sauvignon Blanc to sell, and it wasn't selling, so he relabeled it Fumé Blanc, and it sold. And I remember having a conversation with Barney Fetzer, who founded Fetzer Vineyards, in the winter of 72, 73, saying, Barney, why do you call your wine... Fumé Blanc and not Sauvignon Blanc. He says because it sells, and he told me a story that they used to, they bottled one day a, a tank of Sauvignon Blanc. What was bottled before noon was labeled Fumé Blanc. What was bottled <laughs> after lunch was labeled Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> exact same wine, and yet when they were put on the liquor store shelves, the Fumé Blanc outsold the Sauvignon Blanc three to one. <laughs> so you figured if it worked for him, it's yeah. going to work for me. Yeah, and I've stuck with that name ever since. Yeah. It, it, you know, it is a little bit of an old-fashioned term, but it is definitely. You know, part of our part of our legacy. Yeah, it works. Still and works. And the price is great. What do you sell that for? At the winery, we sell it for sixteen dollars, and Jeez. of course, locally and certainly at Bottle Barn, it's Barry? Uh, pretty low. Am I, allowed, <laughs> <laughs> am I allowed to say on the air? Yeah. What do you have it for? I think it's eleven ninety nine now. Oh like my that. God! What a bargain! Sauvignon Blanc is like a dollar difference. Yeah. This is killer. Yeah, we sell. What, what do you think of this taste? Oh, fantastic. And it just got picked uh, in, in the it, Wine it, Spectator's yeah. top 10 best values, number seven of the best values Amazing. of the year. So it is truly a great value. And I can't keep track of all the competitions you guys have won. Best of class. You know, it's interesting. Of one of the first, the, when we first started selling wine in 73, Robert Finnegan was the main wine writer in Northern California. Remember Bob oh, Finnegan? Yeah. Yep. And he used he had a news private guide to wines, and he picked up I think in May or June of '73, wrote about our '72 dry, dry Chenin Blanc. It's the best Chenin Blanc from California, and then a couple of months later he wrote about our Fumé Blanc as being the best Fumé Blanc in Northern yeah. California, and that kind of put us on the wine map. And yeah. any winer that starts off, my advice to them is make sure you get great reviews in your first wine or two. Yeah, yeah that's that's how you do it. And stick with making quality wine. It is California wine country with Tom Simino. Kim Stair Wallace and Dave Stair of Dry Creek Vineyards are our guests today. 
And, of course, it's brought to you by Bottle Barn, where wine country buys their wine. Uh, you know, they stock wines from all over the world. From Argentina to New Zealand and Australia to Portugal, Bottle Barn has the widest selection of the world's best wines. Don't forget At- Greece, Lebanon, Turkey. Georgia. I mean, nobody's got that except we've got all bar. kinds of exotic stuff. And, and <laughs> private wine sellers. You yeah, we've sell- been buying a lot of private sell. We don't really solicit getting those sellers, but people come to me all the time with their collections, and we get fantastic older bottles that the wine geeks go crazy over. Sure. So. And, of course, not just wine, but uh, everything you need in spirits and a huge selection of uh, craft beer as well. Bottle Barn's open for in-store shopping every day, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can always place an order for free in-store pickup at BottleBarn.com and sign up for their Barn Insider newsletter to get all the special sales and everything that's going on. The best place to buy wine and spirits and beer in Northern California. It's Bottle Barn. Insider and meat, spritzers, we got everything. What's Bitters. new? What's new besides... <laughs> Spritzers well, and the Mead. Rose By the season? way, Spritzers and Mead playing tonight at Hop. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Kombucha, don't forget that, too. Hard kombucha. Rose season is getting going slowly. A lot of people didn't make rose last year. A lot of people are still selling their 2020s because containers haven't come in. Uh, but it's getting going. And so a lot of new rose showing up and uh, more award winners out there. We've got San Francisco Chronicle winners, which I'm pretty sure you guys did quite well this year there and then we've got next week uh north coast wine the press democrat wine competition i'm judging in we'll have those winners as soon as they're announced which i think will be the second week of april okay it's bottle barn folks everyone knows about it everyone goes there are we about to try the next red kim you want to pass that to me let's Let's pour this. This is the 2019 Heritage Vines Zinfandel. So this was Yum. my Zinfandel of the year That's right. last year. All right, let's see. i got to dump this. By the way, I love that you're still making Chenin Blanc. People all the time comment to me how great that is. And Chenin Blanc used to be the number one selling. Chenin Blanc used to be the number one selling white Royal in California. Yeah, it was it, pretty culty back in the day, like Charles yeah. Krug kind of Charles Krug used put to put it on and, the map. And Mondavi made hundreds of thousands of cases of that wine. Yeah, and Stag's uh, Leap was considered kind yeah, of a culty. And I think, I think we're now the only, about the only winery in Sonoma County that makes it. And I think we're probably the largest producer of, of Chenin Blanc in terms of volume. In yeah. uh, We still uh, sell tons of it. People love it. Well, you know what? And with Easter right around the corner, that's a great wine for Easter, Perfect, of course. Yeah. And so is the Heritage Vine Zinfandel right here. Oh with yeah, your ham. with your with your ham. Mm-hmm. Look at that beautiful color. Jesus, Tom, did you call this the wine really, wine Zinfandel of the you year? Know, I think you, I did. You must have very good taste, Tom. I do have good taste. <laughs> you must really know your wines. I, well, I I know my wife too, and I have good taste, and she's a beauty. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that's where I learned it. All right, look, at, I mean, that is a beautiful color. Look at that color, Barry. It's gorgeous and oh, really God. true to the varietal. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't guess this to be any other grape. No, I, I agree completely. Exactly what you think of Dry Creek Zinfandel. It yeah, screams right. Zinfandel. Well, and we always strive for a really balanced style of Zinfandel with, you know, nice acidity and mm. nice richness and complexity, but not overripe. I mean, that is, I think, one of the hallmarks of our Zinfandel program is the elegance and balance. And this is a wine... I love this wine. I drink a lot of it, and I think it goes with so many different types of cuisines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can a Zinfandel be feminine? Because this is. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful wine. It's got weight. Mm-hmm. It's got balance on the, in the mouth. It finishes long. No Just, heat. No uh, yeah. alcohol 
No, right. and just enough oak. There's just that little. So, quite a few producers produce wines, Zinfandels, that are 15, 16% alcohol. Yeah. And they're just too much, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that trend has yeah. kind of ebbed and flowed yeah. over the last decade or so. And there's still a crowd that wants, you know, full throttle, you know, yep. throw everything in there, I, I alcohol, think ripeness. One of the elements of any great wine is balance. Yeah. And when the wines are too alcoholic, they're just not balanced to me. And. Yeah. Nor do they age well, and we've had the great pleasure lately since it's our is, since our is our fiftieth anniversary of going through and tasting some a lot old of ones? old li- old library wines, and there's some beauties in there. That and you know, yeah. I think one of the commonalities is they have moderate alcohol, and they had good acidity, and they've yeah. aged beautifully. As as grapes ripen, the acidity drops, and if if you don't have a decent amount of acidity in the wine, it's just not going to age very well. No, nope. Kim, I'm curious. What's the oldest vintage that you've tasted recently? A 1983 David S. Stair Reserve Red. That was the uh, very uh, swanky name that Dad called his his uh, special Reserve Red wine back in the day. That was uh, it's a beautiful wine. That was a tough um, year. Lots that was of a, rain. You know what's interesting, Tom? Is our 83s are phenomenal. That was a that was a bad vintage, right? Trust really, me. Very I, we were married in 83, and I was trying to buy wine and to our, collect from 83. Our 83 Cabernet, you know, our, our main yep. Cabernet is absolutely stellar. Our 83 um, David Astaire Reserve is wonderful. We've actually put together some very limited library collections, library packs of different wines from those 80s and 90s and, and into the 2000s. And, and, Can people um, purchase those at the winery? Well, they will when we release them. California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn. Barry Herbst, the wine buyer from Bottle Barn, is with us. Our guests today are Kim Stair Wallace and Dave Stair, her father, and he is the founder of Dry Creek Vineyards, Tom Simino's Winery of the Year for 2021. I wanted to just bring up Tim Bell. He is the winemaker at uh, Dry Creek Vineyards. This guy really knows his stuff. How long has he been there, Kim? He's been with us for 10 years. He joined in 2011, which of course was a very difficult harvest. And boy, did he, uh, he sure did a great job and has ever since. And he's a young guy, isn't he? He's young. Yep. Well, he's younger than me anyway. Give us some of his background. Well, he he actually had worked in the industry for quite a while. He started as a winemaker over at Freemark Abbey in Napa. And actually, prior to that, he was in retail, Barry. He worked, I believe, at a, I don't know if it was liquor barn stores. in Southern California. In Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and kind of, you know, like you, Dad got bitten by the wine bug as a as a young guy and went back to college. I think he went to college he, a little he, bit. He went to Fresno State, I think. He, uh, uh, he went a little bit later, I think, around the age of twenty five. But anyway, and actually, no, I think he's a Davis graduate. He is. He's a he Davis graduate. He graduated with honors in winemaking at UC Davis. Yes. Yes. See, because I have a computer <laughs> and I can read this. No, I, I know that he went to UC Davis. I spent a year at UC Davis, but I never graduated. Well, Tim graduated. He probably graduated with honors. But anyway, after his uh, stint at Fremark Abbey, he was the winemaker at Kundi when it was um, wow. owned by the Kundi family, and then uh, left there. Um, after their sale and came to work for us in 2011 and has been with our family ever since. Never looked back. Yep. And I'll tell you, this new, this new Mariner 2018 Meritage, yep. uh, this is a killer uh, Bordeaux blend. And, Isn't that yummy? And, and it's from the winery that started the whole Meritage Society. Dave, you were involved in that as a pioneer of Meritage, Yes, we, right? we, are, we used to call our high-end red Reserve Red, which is not a very glamorous name. And, and I think Dan Berger came up, started, to, I had a contest, and they came up with the term Mariner, I mean, Meritage. the Meritage, meaning wines of merit made in the heritage of Bordeaux. And 
I think we were just about the first one to actually label our wines Meritage. Really? Berger came up with that? Dan came up. Well, well he, he had the contest. He came up with the idea to have a contest yeah. in 1988. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And there was a, they sent out all these press releases, come up with a name, and you'll get a bottle of one bottle from every one of the wineries that is in the Meritage Society. Wow. So everybody was trying to think of names, and this guy from the East Bay came up with Merit and Heritage. Meritage. And remember, Tom, when you and I used to do the KSRO Wine Minute. That's right. We did a few uh, of those segments. Meritage, not Meritage. Yes, because right. everyone wanted to say Meritage. Meritage. They want to make it French. And, and they still yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. I used but it's to, Meritage. He used, used to drive me crazy. It's Meritage. Now I'm yeah. old. I give up. <laughs> it's Meritage, Meritage. I don't care. How many cases do you need? <laughs> Well, and we actually make two Meritage wines. This one we call, the one we're tasting right now, is, of course, the Mariner, which is a nod to our nautical heritage and our love of all things sailing. And this is a predominantly Cabernet-based wine. It's 68% Cabernet with small amounts of Merlot, Cabernet Franc, uh, Petit Verdot, and Malbec. And then we still make a wine called Meritage, which is a little bit more Merlot-based. So uh-huh. um, they're, they're both lovely and a little bit different. They're 100% Dry Creek Valley, but... You know, I think what we're trying to do with this Mariner wine, this Meritage wine, is really highlight the fantastic uh, Bordeaux varietals in Dry Creek Valley. And these come from higher elevation, a little bit steeper terrain, um, primarily the western side of the valley. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. so you uh, get the morning sun. Right, right. So really beautifully complex Cabernets. And, and I just, I, we love this wine. We're very proud of it. It's so complex. Yeah. I mean, it's this, really. This, this tastes like it's built to age, too. It's got a very kind of under-the-radar uh, tannic structure to it. It's not harsh, but you can tell there's some real backbone there uh, that will drive this wine. When I used to work in the taste room many years ago, people would come in and say, how long will this wine age? And I was like, I don't really know. Why don't you buy a case and try a bottle every year? And when you think Get it's over the hill, me. call me up and we'll come over and have a party. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So we, we have time for one more red, right, Jackson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a little bit. All We've right. got a Cabernet Sauvignon. And your Cabernets, as we were talking in the green room, have a little bit of the Bordeaux varieties in it. Yeah. Kind of give, adding a little more complexity. I don't think we've ever made a 100% Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh-huh. So this is our 2018 Cabernet, and um, it is 79% Cabernet, and 12% Merlot, 5% Malbec, 2% Petit Verdot, and 2% Cabernet Franc. And interestingly enough, Dad, when you started, you you planted Cabernet Franc and Merlot and worked with those two varietals plus the Cabernet for many, many years. And then when my husband Don and I uh, took over, when Dad retired, we planted Petit Verdot and Malbec because we wanted to work with all five of the Bordeaux varietals. But I'm really curious, how did you settle on this concept of Bordeaux blending, you know, long before it became fashionable and when people were still making 100% Cabernet? I think mainly because mo- most Bordeaux, virtually all Bordeaux wines, Bordeaux red wines, are not, there's no 100% Cabernet Sauvignon. Right, right. They're all blends. When you and over in the uh, left bank in Mar- Margot, and they're predominantly Cabernet Sauvignon. Over the right bank, and they're, they're predominantly Merlot. Merlot, yeah. yeah, yeah. And our, I think our initial four or five Meritage wines were predominantly Merlot. I think one time we had what, I think one vintage was almost sixty percent Merlot. Mm-hmm. Wow, this one, this one, you can taste the Cabernet in this. Yeah, I mean it's, it's much bigger, uh, drier, full, more full-bodied. Got a nice. It's got a grip to the yeah. finish. 
And the aromatics are beautiful. We yeah, get that mm-hmm. black current. And Talk about where you are, how to get there, and what you're doing when people visit uh, your okay. winery. I know there's, uh, you know, uh, the... The tasting room and picnic grounds and all that. but uh, we're, we're located in the heart of Dry Creek Valley. Just get off the 101 freeway at Dry Creek Road and head northwest out of Hillsburg about three and a half miles. You hit the stop sign. Hit the stop sign. You take a, take left, a left right there. Right there. Yeah, my last visit was you guys were just reopening after uh, the COVID restrictions were loosening up. And we kind of had the place to ourselves, which was spectacular. Yeah. It's so wide open and beautiful. And uh, just sitting outside, you know, running through the lineup of the wines was an uh, incredible day. Yeah. When you have to when come you, back, Barry. When you, have your open, when you have your open houses, you do that outside, right? Yeah. Right. Well, now we're, we're doing most, not everything, but most of our tastings are outside. And, of course, as the weather improves, that's where wanna, people want to be. And we have beautiful gardens and picnic grounds. And we do a lovely seated tasting experience. Um, we do have the cellar available as well. And, uh, you know, the... the the, the hospitality industry and the wine industry has changed, obviously, with COVID, and I think everybody is pretty happy, happy with, with the it. direction, right? So, so what? what are your guys' hours? A ten thirty to four thirty, and open every day. Um, we uh, encourage tastings by appointment, and people can book online. But we also, you know, if we have a, a spot available, people can come, and uh, we will fit them in. And you have a wine club. We have a wonderful wine club and a very active wine club and an entire uh, lineup of wines that are very unique and similar similar to these wines, but are different in that many of them are single vineyard, very, very limited production wines. It's uh, drycreekvineyard.com. Get in there, check out their wine club, check out their wines and uh, how to visit and wine taste. California Wine Country, Tom Simino today. Thanks, Tommy. I'll see you next month. Okay, Kim Stair-Wallace and Dave Stair of Dry Creek Vineyards. Thanks very much. Thank you, folks. Thanks. Cheers.